Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Eddie Reader is just one of my favourite singers of all time and I've seen her so often in concert because she does come to sing in Ireland quite often, practically annually really and from big venues to small venues, it doesn't matter. She just has the audience in the palm of her hand and boy, what a back catalogue. There's just the most brilliant range of music and over the course of the last number of years, Eddie has been a guest on the show a number of times. We've talked about her days in fairground attraction. And I remember another time she was chatting and telling us about how she had discovered this whole wealth of history in little plastic shopping bags belonged to her granduncle, telling the story of his involvement with James Connolly and the 1916 Rising. And she's always been such a passionate speaker on Scottish identity and Scottish independence, dare I say. And I never miss a chance to see her in concert, if we can at all. And she's coming back to Cork this week, in fact, to celebrate Valentine's Day in the Everyman Theatre. It's just going to be gorgeous. Now, when we played this on air, we played quite a lot of Eddie's songs as well in and out through this interview. Uh, But this is just Eddie chatting about the songs. And if you're interested in any of the music, you can, of course, get it on your own streaming service or download the songs from any of Eddie's stunning back catalogue. We like to do Valentine's Day in Ireland, you know, country of love. <laughs> well, it is. That's what we think. I don't know what it is. It just, it was February we started and then it just seemed to be that we had an audience. Usually with the, the music business, and I put that in inverted commas, would blend itself to record promoter, um, sell out smaller venues and then build up to bigger venues. But I thought, well, first of all, um, it seemed a lot more expensive to do that that way. So I mm. started off just doing the smaller places. And I thought, well, it doesn't really matter. I've, I've not got a big ego or pride about it. I just really want to play to people. And I knew that I had an audience in Ireland because with the Celtic connections here, you know, in Glasgow, there's a massive influx of the Irish musicians coming in and and there's a big cultural exchange going on it's been going on now for 15 to 20 years but i find it playing in ireland is 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 just an extension of that you know an extension of playing the sort of celtic connections here and the the folk scene here 
Um, but it, but it um, works so well, you know, and like whether it is like a tiny intimate venue like the White Horse or bigger venues like the Everman with your own band or traveling around with Alan Kelly or whatever. There's a great, mm-hmm. great blend and, and, and it's so versatile. I mean, literally, if you're going to go from Elvis to Robert <laughs> Burns in the one concert, like uh, the, the, the range is amazing. But seeing as we're talking about a concert, though, for a Valentine's Day, we have we just have to talk about the songs about love and so many of them that you do sing Mm -hmm. are about, you know, connections of the heart. So what I thought might be fun this morning would be to maybe play maybe about three of your favourite love songs of different ones that you've recorded. And you might tell us about some of them. Oh, jeez. Well, there's one. Pick your favourite child, Eddie. (laughs) Love, my God. Why don't we start perhaps with one of the Robert Burns songs. I mean, like you've, well, you you've been singing, <laughs> you know, and so many of those classics, you know, are, are incredible. And you've only just very recently, in fact, sung a full concert of the songs of Robbie Burns again, of course, ahead of, was it before or after Burns Night? I've no doubt about it. Was there anyone the other night that you were singing and while you were singing, it just transported you? Oh, yes, actually, very uh, clever of you to ask me that because the concert was on the 25th, which is his birthday, January, mm. and it was the Old Lang Syne concert. So it wasn't just me, there was the orchestra. It was a bigger orchestra than I had recorded with. So they were doing kind of larger versions of what I'd done. So there's one called Red Rose, you know, My Love is Like a Red, Red Rose. So that one in particular, while I was singing it on Saturday night, I got this feeling right in the middle of the verse that Robert... Burns was actually in in my just in my brain and and that I wasn't there at all and that you know he was just opening his arms and singing I'll love thee until all the seas gang dry I could see him do it it just felt so much like I was I was being taken over by a spirit that wasn't mine and I did have that feeling on on that Saturday night it's amazing and, you know, of all songs for that to happen with, you know, it's one that you must have sung a thousand times. And yet to still mm. all of these years later and all of those times later to have that kind of out of body, that that mm. connection with it, even so, is, is just so wonderful, isn't it? For you? It's amazing to be a human being and to, to, to feel those things. You know, we, we walk about thinking that all we've got to do is get to the shops, buy the milk, come home, watch the telly, blah, go to bed see your kids say hello but there's all so much more you know there's all manners of of excitement and expansion that i i get particularly with through singing maybe i've got an easy access to it but but certainly that night saturday night with with his birthday something strange happened and i it wouldn't matter that people were patting me on the back i didn't feel responsible for it suddenly you know it, it just felt like this isn't anything to do with me this is to do with the energy in the room, mm. the people listening, the music behind me playing. All I'm doing is sort of flying in its in its airstream, if you know what I mean. I'm going to pick up on the theme of flying in the airstream because, you know, love is in the air. And I'm looking through some of the songs here and I'm going to pick out two classics that I would play quite often on the programme. We're going to go straight into the air with Dragonflies. How about that one? It's one of my favourites. Dragonflies. I mean, I used to hear Boo Hurdine play that song in Australia if we'd be on tour. Mm. And it didn't get me at all. It just didn't get me at all until there was a couple that I knew very well, my dad's cousin and his missus. And they lived in Dublin. And I, I just fell in love with them. You know, they were, they were in their 70s. And so between the ages of 
70 and 80, I'd got to know them a lot because I'm coming back and forward to Ireland. And so we'd go and visit them, me and John, and we'd have cups of tea and sandwiches and cakes. And they'd just tell me about their lovely life. And it was, they didn't have any children. And then they both, within, I, I think they were about seven years after their 80th birthday, they started to deteriorate. And and suddenly they were they were gone. And I realized that that song as soon as we're here, we disappear like dragonflies. It's all about being in the moment, which was what they were like. You know, she was like a Bette Davis character that would kick doors open with her feet as she came in, you know, and wow. and just lovely red lipstick. And he was a, a radio officer with the uh, ships between Scotland and Ireland. And he was a big officer and a gentleman. And she was his pretty Dublin lass. And they both died shortly after one another. I mean, in essence, both of them went and they lived life to the full. And that's what I loved about singing that song is that they reminded me about how you have to live life in the moment. And what was wonderful was when I had to clear their house, there was not only all this political stuff, but there was 40 years worth of Valentine's cards just piled up in the cupboards, all dusty and way back to 1949 or whatever. And I've got them in my house now. I can't get rid of them. Oh, how utterly romantic. No, that's gorgeous. She called him her Seawolf. That's the ones I like when he signs, signs out to my Valentine love. Your wow. Seawolf. Uh, she called him a Seawolf. The other one I wanted to ask you about because we were talking about things in the air is Guide Flyers Hill. I love that song. Oh, oh that was such a was really poignant for me because that was the, the first song that I sung of Mark Nevin. Mark Nevin wrote Perfect and he wrote a lot of the songs in uh, you know, the Fairground Attraction album. And uh, I adored his songs. And the first one I remember falling in love with was First of a Million Kisses. We'll kiss the first of a million kisses. And then the very last song of his that I sung was, do you remember when we used to sit on Kite Flyers Hill, those summer nights with Spill? And it was just about the memory of, of, of our... I mean, I didn't have a, an, a, a personal... Um, intimate relationship with him but I had a very personal relationship with his songwriting. I love that song though and I love the lyrics of it they're just exquisite. Um, I love the, the whole the whole idea of going to a place where you used to go with someone mm. and the and being still in the same place that you were when you left each other. I'll tell you there's only one more song I wanted to ask you about. This is sort of tapping into, I think, another side of your personality, which is not just the passionate side about being Scottish or the uh, the romantic side of Robbie Burns or anything like that. This is your mischievous side I want to tap into this time. And Oh, uh, oh yes. <laughs> I love the song Midnight in Paris. And ah! and I love I love the way you're flirting away with the guy and at the end you're going, Je suis écossais. So will you tell us the story about, because Paris, of course, the city of love and the city of lovers. Oh, God, it totally is. Um, well, what happened was when I was younger and I was in Paris 40 years ago, you know, that was the first place I hit and um, fallen in love left, right and centre, just meeting all these guys, Gilles, Pierre, you know, Eric <laughs> and Remy. And uh, yeah, I was just falling in love. I did actually eventually meet my the father of my two kids there. So that was kind of interesting. But um it did start me off on, on this life journey. But I met a lot of men. There was one guy, Eric, and um, 
he was always leaning in, you know, getting <laughs> with his jetant, with his his non-filter cigarette and his pastis and his recap, and he was always leaning in, going, oh, I want to, he'd always say he'd want to do something naughty with an anglaise in the French vernacular, <laughs> which is too rude even for me to say it in the French, probably. <laughs> Maybe I could get away with it. It's baiser. Like, yeah. Je veux baiser en anglaise. Je veux baiser en anglaise. And I'd be like, ah, well, tant pis. That means, sorry. Tant pis, that's a shame. I'm Scottish. <laughs> so you could go and find somebody, but it's not going to be me, you know. <laughs> so that was kind of my, my little experience in that song of of how I was kind of falling in love with everybody, but actually not wanting to go as far as they were wanting to go. And then when they were kind of rude to me and calling me English, I was like, get lost. (laughs) You know, I follow you on Twitter as well. And uh, I am curious about how your your Twitter name is, it's Sadina? Sadina. Sadina is my name. That's my Christian name. And Eddie's a nickname. Yeah. Sadina is my granny's name, my dad's mum. You know, there was a tradition where the oldest daughter always got the dad's mum's name. So I'm I'm Sadina after my dad's mum. Found out she was a footballer called Sadie Smith. She was like, she beat some, I think some Irish teams, (laughs) ladies football in 1927. She was a kind of risky time for a woman to be doing that. A groovy granny, I have to say. Granny, yeah. I'm so pleased because I've got a lot of the Irish side, so there's nothing in the Glaswegian side, and they have to find there she is from Maryhill, um, being a being a, a hipster. That's so. Sardinia is actually your your given name. That's amazing because it's so exotic. That's yeah, a lovely name. It's very common in Victorian days. If you look it up, you'll find it there. There's lots of people use it then. You know the way they used to use those kind of ornate names. Uh, I remember feeling a little embarrassed in Glasgow way back in, you know, 1965 when everybody was Jean or Mary or Jessie. And 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 I I think nowadays it's completely fine. Everybody's got names like Zip and Zero <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> there you are. That's gas. Listen, I have just enjoyed dipping a toe into some of the romantic songs that you sing. And I know on Valentine's night, you can't help yourself. You're just going to be transported anyway. But you are going to transport all of the people in the Everman with uh, romance and love and tales and stories and songs and arrangements. And uh, with just with that voice, I just know it's going to be the most gorgeous night. And I love talking to you, regardless of whether it's a big venue or a small venue. There's so much in your back catalogue. And I mean, yeah. I presume you have another album on the way. It's been two well, years, three years, two? It's, yeah, well, that, that last one was quite big because I, yeah. I hadn't been in the studio for four years. So I'm, I don't want to do that again. Um, but th- at the same time, I'm kind of getting stuck into writing this book, so I'm I'm uh-huh. loving that, and I'm, I'm I want to get get into that a bit more and and my own personal story, especially now. I think when I started, the, I don't I mean Ireland was full of brilliant singers, but um, there wasn't that many over in the UK, and I think we had a few, but the, the, you know it wasn't there wasn't a lot of female role models. And I remember loving Kiki D and uh, singers like that, you know, I, and singers in the folk clubs that nobody had ever heard of. But, you know, people like Maddie Pryor was always great. But I, still in all, I'm finding now that, that singing, there's amazing singers out there. They sound like the best 
singer you've ever heard in your life. And I, I think some of them even sound like they've got the auto-tune on their voice when they haven't. You know, there's, know. there's just all sorts of voice stretching going on over these past two decades, and I'm glad of it. So I, I feel a little bit like, well, you know, I, maybe I can sit back a little bit and, and and just tell my story of what it was like being a singer and a female at the end of the 70s and into the 80s and how um, how I made it work for me just so that maybe, I don't know, I want to inspire a few few wee lassies that might think that they've, they've only got the X Factor and nothing else, you know. There's, a, there's alternative ways is what I think I am. Oh. An alternative way. Absolutely. Mm. And long may you continue on all sorts of an alternative alternative path. We need we need that. Yeah. Eddie, it's just so lovely always talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks a million. Bye. See bye you bye. Soon. Bye bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.